cliffcentral.com. This show contains adult content. If you find it offensive, please go to the cliffcentral.com website where there's a show for you. Cliffcentral.com. It is Friday morning. It Woo! is sex talk, unradio, unscripted, and most definitely uncensored today. Because it's sexpo. It's sexpo. So, ha, my friend, Sabrina is with us in the studio. Welcome, Sabrina. Shanti, thank you so much. I, I'm actually very glad I'm on the radio because yeah. I think if the listeners had to see me, I'm blushing. I'm a little bit nervous, so hopefully yeah. you can relax me. Well, if you take you, off your clothes, everybody here gets relaxed. I very thought you're going to offer me one of your very special massages, but maybe you'll do that <laughs> later. <laughs> okay, I'm second in the line. Just <laughs> saying, I always came for yes. a massage from Jonti. Jonti could be rather tired after my treatment, but yes. maybe there'll be a little bit left for you tomorrow. Okay. We, we can work on that. So I can see there was a lot of control issues. Control. You know, I am. I have been told I'm a very hard task mistress. Is it? Yeah, but okay. we can talk about that later. Okay. I'm going to. So let us do this first. Dirty please, dictionary time. Please do. Ninja sex. Chocolate starfish. Twitter bag. Calipogean. Today's dirty dictionary word is dental dam. Dirty dictionary word. Nice and simple and easy. Finally, I know. What's a dental oh, dam? I hear you very, very loud and I can't okay. hear myself. What do you think about that? Which is basically how we should go about the show. But How's that? Is that ooh, better? But yeah, I just don't okay. want you to squeak in my ear okay. because you have such a nice voice. Okay. I still can't hear me, but maybe it's my ear set. Anyway, dental dam is what, as a very promiscuous lady that I used to be, of course, mm-hmm. I'm not anymore. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Only in my dreams. Uh, are, we, are, we used to, to, are we supposed to believe that? My yeah, mother used yeah. to have a saying. Yes, you, I hope so. My mother had a wonderful saying, you lie like your feet stink. <laughs> <laughs> well, my feet don't stink. That's okay, now, sure. now I must say the mental image that that conjures up. Could, could we move on a bit from there? <laughs> yeah, dental dam is what I was very interested in when I used to... Uh, Give a lot of blowjobs, mm-hmm. shitloads of blowjobs. Mm-hmm. Sorry if anybody that I know is listening, but you know me. And I just wanted to be protected. So they said there's dental dam. It's like glad wrap for cocks. Mm-hmm. So you can give beautiful oral pleasure with that thin glad wrap, mm. which is like, a, how do you call it? Like a plastic. Yeah, so it's a sheet of... A, a, a sheer, a sheer a, veil of yeah. protection, Yeah, I so it's a very thin piece of latex or plastic that you put either over the genitals or anus for safe oral sex. The question is, because I've never found it, does it really dam. work? Is it nice? Well, it's not nice. No, I mean, nothing's as nice as the real mm. thing. That's an absolute given. Um, but we are all tangled up here. <laughs> we are connected. No, no, I can't hear myself on the microphone, but that's fine. Okay, well, the mics are all on. Okay, perfect. Can you hear yourself now? Yeah. Okay. Let me try and lift this up so we can... I think it's kind of like having sex. You need to be vulnerable enough to say, and you need to be 
full of humor mm. to say, uh, sorry, your leg is actually in my butthole. Can you just move a little? Well, if your leg's in the, then we have got deep penetration. If somebody's leg is in your butthole, then fair chance their foot is like, well, I'm working, with on your tonsils. Well, I'm working on my fisting I'll be honest abilities. with you As long as they've had a good pedicure Then it's actually okay <laughs> yeah, but it's, men, That's an interesting, men, interesting and, and rule I think, I think we need to talk about that And I think, I think that's a very important topic Yes, yes Grooming, yes, grooming yes, in yes. respect of men yes. and women Is such True. a big thing so, It can be a complete turn off It is yeah. So wait, wait We okay. need to go But I'm sure we'll get to that We yes. need to go back a step Because <laughs> the back a step is are you pedaling on the back foot now? Never. That's not the penetrating foot. No. <laughs> I've never, you know, there's not a lot that I haven't done sexually. That is one that I haven't done. And is one that I have absolutely no desire. No, it's not Whatsoever to try. So we wanted to talk today about the whole massage parlor story and culture and what happens. And that's the main reason that you're here. So you've been involved in that world for a long time. You know, we're not going to give away all the secrets, but let's say that well, it has been a couple of decades. <laughs> of course, I was very, very, very young. Absolutely. Very young at that stage. And? So you started out actually doing, working in massage studio, parlor, whatever. Where does no, the term I like actually, massage parlor no, 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 Hang on, from? hang on, hang on, hang on. I think there's a little bit of a misunderstanding. Okay. I started it as a business. Okay. okay. Oh, it was a business. That was no, no. your starting I point. I started it as a business. Okay. I am a shrewd businesswoman. Okay. Yeah, that we know. With with a very good background knowledge, obviously, you have mm-hmm. to know what's going on in the kitchen. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you have to know what's going on in the back room. Mm. But I went into this business because there was a gap in the market. Okay. What was the gap in the market? Well, shall we say that two decades ago, there were not a lot of massage studios, as a very learned friend of mine called it many years ago. Okay. And uh, we sat over drinks the one evening. They said to me, you know what? You should really go and open up a place because I go to a certain establishment mm-hmm. and this place is wonderful. It's very upmarket. You know, I go, they look after me so beautifully and they are really making some serious money. Mm-hmm. And look, at the end of the day, it's a business. And at the end of the day, it is about making money. I don't think anyone will say to you that they would go into this line of work just for the love of it. Um, well, we might have, be, but we know very, a couple no, no. of people, yeah. but, let's but not say, many. It, it's not a call. actually making money. Yeah. It is not a calling like teaching or nursing. Yeah. I doubt okay. very much. Yeah. Most no, people will go into it for financial that gain. I get. Yes. So I how, mean, let's face it. So how did you start? I mean, you found a place and said, "So this is." Well, this. well, actually, what happened? We we knew a very generous gentleman who gave us a loan, mm-hmm. and um, he helped us set up. And we actually started from a very small venue initially. Mm-hmm. It was, look, I will say one thing about this business. It's not the clients. The clients are actually wonderful. Really? And it's always a case of, and we can talk about the clients. Yes, of course. Cli- clients are maybe a problem not even 1% of the time. In this industry, your biggest nightmare is actually the staff. Wow. And the staff are a continuous problem. So where did you find staff the first time out? You know, in the old days... People used to still advertise in the newspapers. The Star Classifieds. Yeah, and the, the Star what? Classifieds. Adult services. There were columns and columns, columns of them. That's and all columns. online. Really? Yeah. Like a, probably a whole page 
of adverts for of massage all the, the sex or services or whatever or, they were. And, and actually, strangely enough, the other very good place to advertise used to be the Caxton newspapers. Oh, wow. That yeah. used to be fantastic. And unfortunately, that's all changed now. So, you know, it's you all have, online you, fi- stuff you have now. to find new ways. Yeah. You have to find new ways to actually yeah. find the right stuff. So, hmm. so where did you find the people to work there the first time? So out? we look, we advertised in the paper mm-hmm. and what would happen now in our industry, we've, we've come up with an interesting term. And um, it was actually introduced to me by one of our clients. And if I may say, um, in this particular game, your best clients are actually the Indian gentlemen. Okay. And maybe a shock to some, but they are absolutely wonderful. They don't give us any problems. They support us. Um, generally, they don't drink. So we've never had issues with them. Okay. And... They used to come in regularly and they used to say, oh, so where are the diamonds? And I said, what are you talking about? No, no, your upmarket girls, where are they? We want the diamonds. So we coined an interesting phrase saying the top girls in the industry are always called the diamonds. Okay. Mm. And look, we advertised in the paper. A lot of girls would come along. And unfortunately, they weren't quite in the diamond category. So it was really, it is always a tedious Procedure to try and find them. Sometimes you find a rough diamond that you can clean up, but very often it's a problem. And this is the biggest drawback of this industry that it is extremely difficult to find the right caliber of lady to work. I will give another example in Europe to be a waiter is a wonderful, actually, well, you know, you to, you can be a waiter, you can be 60, you can be very, very honored, and it's a, it's a and profession. professional. Yeah. Professional. And the word in, is professional. In, um, in Amsterdam, it looks like when you walk in the streets and you get to the red light district, which is, okay, it's not really what it is now, but, you know, you go there, it looks very clean, very beautiful. And it looks professional. You, you want professional, you want a yes. massage, you want something else. It's very clean, it's supervised. In Germany, the establishments are actually all legal. The ladies can also tell the, they give, get tax refund or returns for their, you know, it's a job. It's actually mm. a job. Here it's under the table. It's dirty. Even, you know, Jonty needs to deal with, you know, blaming fingers and, you know, oh, you're dealing with that sex thing. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And listen, I mean, I, I mean, we'll go back to the whole issue of the clients. But, I mean, you may be aware of the fact that in this particular industry, most of our clients will never arrive and sign in their true names. Yeah, of course not. Most of them will be called John. And of course, I think our, that could be just a little bit more original <laughs> than that. Um, of course, the wonderful Indian boys that support us continuously are always Mo and Joe. We love to call them Mojo. So Mojo. Uh, look, over the years, we've become very close to some of our clients. And then, you know, in, in the course of time, they've given us their real names. But it's generally a case of if you ever see a client in public, Especially if they are not alone They will pretend that you don't exist And that is an unspoken code Yeah. Unless they greet you uh, You do not Actually approach a client in public Ever But I've seen it also in, in the swinging community you know, Or people that used to come to workshops When, when, I, when I attend workshops Or Jonty's workshops It's like an unwritten code or unwritten law That you don't greet people that you ever Touched or mm. ma- by, was massaged by or shared essential, intimate or sexual experience. Until they do. Until yeah, they absolutely. do. It's crazy. So, so when somebody comes to see you, 
to visit your to our very fine establishment. Okay, <laughs> what happens when they walk in the door? Like the first time they're coming, what's the process? What happens? Okay, so look, we generally get about three types of clients. Yeah, um, there is the regular. Who returns over and over mm-hmm. And then you get the new clients Who may have booked a specific lady On the internet Because they saw a beautiful photograph And a wonderful write-up So that's kind of interesting Because they're actually going for the looks Not for the quality of anything else Or the quality of a service well, That might be provided I don't know if I may mention Tinder here But I mean, let's face it yeah. Tinder is just as shallow mm. Mm. I mean, no, let's no, There's no comparisons, no you, judgment If you go online And you look at a certain adult website Where the ladies are mm. advertising If that was Tinder And they really don't look presentable You would swipe to the left True Okay So they walk in the door. One is like what, one is returning clients. Second, the ones that actually come yeah. in for a specific girl. And Correct. The and then one? the ones are somewhere in between where they've been to us before. They haven't made an appointment. They want to come in and choose from the lineup. Okay. And and they are also what you call the walk-ins. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes with those particular clients, you can then very successfully make certain recommendations. You can say, well, you know what? Maybe she's not your body type, but she has all these fine qualities. I really think you should book with her. Mm. And this is where I must say my wonderful reception staff comes in. Okay. Um, because they know our regular clients. They know what they like. And that is also very important in this industry to develop certain relationships True. with your clients as in any business. True. If you have that sort of relationship, I mean, we have had some clients that have been coming to us for 18 years. Wow. Unfortunately, okay, so some of our clients have passed away. May they rest in peace. Shame. Okay, so off, has anybody ever passed <laughs> no, no. away during? <laughs> we have. Look, we, like we had a heart attack. Or we are something. linked to a security company in yeah. a paramedic service. <laughs> That's good. We to have know. had. Have you we, needed the paramedics? We ever? have had, and I will not mention any names, but we had a certain gentleman who is, shall I use the euphemism, vertically challenged. Okay. Yes. He was in the shower. After a couple of drinks, had an unfortunate incident where he oh. stumbled and fell, and we did have to get the paramedics out. Oh, my word. But we are very, very close to a well-known clinic in the northern suburbs. So if anyone has a heart attack, I'm sure we could rush them there very quickly. So it's even safer than their own homes, maybe. Well, <laughs> um, hopefully their wives are not sitting outside. Yeah. Oh, sometimes it happens? It's happened once or twice. Wow, that the wife is coming with. Um, well, let's put it this way uh, Once or twice willingly And we have had one or two gentlemen that have been marched out I'm sure Okay, with, just we'll, not, we'll yeah. come back to that we'll side of things Because that. yeah, yeah. that's a very important part it of this is. whole discussion Okay, so they've made their choice Then what? Okay, so what happens first of all They will come in uh, Into a lovely environment um, It's all very upmarket We have a beautiful relaxation lounge The rooms are all en suite Lovely showers, clean towels. Um, the client has two options. He can either go to the bar, have a drink, relax, meander, decide if he sees anyone that that's he the likes. the receptionist. Yeah. Oh, okay. Th- that's the client's yeah, option. Okay. All right. Okay. Alternatively, he will come in, he will be greeted, and he will then be asked, would you like to see the ladies? And then there's a little magic bell that gets rung. So they ring the bell, mm-hmm. and the ladies step up for Alana. Oh wow! They like inter- a modelling. Well, we we runway. try we try and go in that direction. Yes, okay. yes. So they do a lineup, a a, a potential miscongeniality lineup. They introduce themselves, and the client then either makes a choice on the spot, 
Well, he says, thank you very much. That's wonderful. I'm going to go to the bar, have a drink, relax, and I'll let you know in 15 minutes whenever I'm ready. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they've done the relaxation thing. Then what? They've made their choice. The receptionist will then ask them, sir, how long would you like to book for? They get given an option of treatments which range from half an hour to two hours. They pay their money and they take their chances, I suppose. <laughs> totally. Okay. Don't and too much my brain to goes to a million and, 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 of course, we do get the client who likes to sometimes book two ladies. Mm-hmm. Mm. Double trouble. I think that's wonderful. Mm. It's You know what? It's something that you can't always or never or almost never have at home. We we do get the occasional very harsh, let's say, um, open-minded couple who mm-hmm. does come in, and they will then book two mm. ladies. Yeah, that's that's phenomenal. Mm. But look, that is not unfortunately the majority of our business. Yes, for sure, you can't rely on that. And so. and we do get the occasional female client who comes in, but that is also rather rare. Mm. Wow. Can you mm. just tell us a little story about a lady that came? What was? Oh, you mean no pun intended? Yeah. I'm sure she came. <laughs> Just, did you just walk in? Just No, generally we will get a phone call for okay. that. Oh, you're talking about the wife? I'm talking about, no, about the lady who booked the lady. Oh, I see. No, no, we know. That was, that was by appointment. Okay. She came in and I think she preferably wanted a lady who would be prepared to do a, what we call a happy ending on her. Mm-hmm. Lovely. And that's what she booked and that's what she got. Divine. Mm. Okay. So, but look, that is that is a minority, of yeah. course. So they've decided on what it is that they want, and in in that first kind of discussion, does that include like all the happy ending stuff, or is that just for massage or what? I just want people to get an understanding of of how this whole thing works when because they, it's, just, when they it's a mystery for so many people. Okay, look, we offer a massage with a happy ending. Um, a full body massage with a happy ending. So let's be very definite here. What does the happy ending define mean? The happy ending, I suppose you could call it hand relief. Okay, hand, hand job. Hand relief, hand relief. I think hand relief is, is a slightly classier term, but yes, I suppose a hand job. Okay, mm. So we're not or, or, talking or, about… Or some client calls it a golden handshake. Golden, okay. A golden handshake. Okay, so that's… And is that included or, or, in the, or the price bl- or is that an No, extra? no, that is included in the price. Okay. Or, or I think in some circles, it'll be known as a rub and a tug. A rub and, yeah. a rub and tug. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that's kind of included in the price. That is all included in the price. That is correct. Okay. And anything above or beyond that? Is that like a negotiation? Is it some do, some don't? Well, Everybody you know, we, we actually don't different. get involved in that at the reception level. So once level. people go into a room, whatever they do is their Absolutely. business. Okay. Absolutely. Look, the ladies are obliged to do a good massage, mm. wonderful sensuality. I mean, we, we also offer things like a bubble bath by candlelight if a client requests it. Lovely. Some of the guys do like it. Mm. And look, there are really some clients who like a genuine good sports massage. Mm. Mm. But yes, let's, let's be honest. I mean, I don't think anyone has ever turned away a happy ending. Yeah. Mm. Okay. I want to share something from my massage little career that I didn't know you had a massage I had a, career yes tomorrow. it was I studied four and a half years and three years of it was massage and Jonti knows about it and obviously when I started I, I, I was privileged to, to learn from Jonti for a while but before that it was, was just a massage just a sports massage before I realized that there is wonderful sensual massage options you know for uh, absolutely so 
It's interesting that I had so many discussions. Men used to tell me, we appreciate you. We really adore you. We don't see you as a, as a victim or as an object, but please would you give us a golden handshake? Or <laughs> whatever you call it now, a hug, a tug and rug and whatever. He said, it's a part of, we just want a relief. We're having so much stress. We're having such a difficult life. You know, we just want a good sports massage and a, and a hand, uh, relief. So I used to say, listen guys, it's not a part of my, Repertoire. It's not what I do. I feel that it's not a, but so many discussions mm. and so many, they couldn't understand what's so difficult. And I think it took me years to understand that it's also a beautiful service. And if it comes from the right mindset, it can be wonderful. But we started talking about it before. It's about the approach of the client. It's about being classy. It's about the, it's about being beautiful about it, not to be sleazy, Absolutely. horrible, or Absolutely. violent about it. And, and you see, as we were talking about the quality of the ladies earlier, and that is where the girls who are the diamonds actually shine. They do that okay. in a classy, professional manner. And the other interesting thing that you will come across in this industry, there are so many clients who ask for what we call the girlfriend experience. And if you can get ladies who are able to fit into that girlfriend experience category, that is then a success. What that is, is the girlfriend experience? As, as you said, you know, uh, it's not about – in fact, I think – I mean, we've had these discussions many times. And again, um, I'm talking about dating websites and that sort of thing. I would say that the clients that come to us are actually extremely honest. You know what? They come in. They don't make – any they're honest about what they want when Correct. they're there. They're happy to okay. pay for it. They so might not be honest in other aspects of No, no, no. Of I'm saying life. is they don't expect it for free. Okay. There are so many men out there who actually expect this sort of service mm. out there for free. And they get rather annoyed if you don't offer it. So let's go back. What is the girlfriend experience? The girlfriend experience, I think, would be if we had to interview some of our clients, a scenario where you – Go to a certain fine establishment. You meet a young lady. You have more than one treatment with her. You, you develop some kind of rapport, some kind of relationship. And it's almost as if you're coming to see a high class mistress and she looks after you. There's the conversation. There are all the extra little touches. You know, you, you don't come in and it's kind of half an hour. Okay. Well, cheers. Goodbye. You know, you get all that extra attention. And I think that is what it's about for a lot of men. It's about the attention. So they're looking for intimacy. It's the attention. It's the intimacy. And I think it's the connection. I, You know, it is about the, the, the hand relief and all of that. But, I mean, at the end of the day, I think a lot of men who go to establishments like that, and I'm I mean, we are extremely grateful for them. We wouldn't be in business otherwise. Are men who are actually lonely, bored. They want that interaction. They want, they want that connection. So are most of these guys and most of the men who come to your fine establishment? <laughs> so we said to the studio. Okay. Okay. studio. To the yeah. studio. Let's okay. call it the studio. Uh, are the majority married? Yes. So quite a few of them are married, absolutely. Okay. And if we had to ask them, because um, you obviously have had certain discussions with uh, a lot of these know, people. Over the years, we've had okay. lots of discussions. And, and often the clients want to actually open up to you. Do they consider what they do cheating? I suppose that's a bit of a gray area, as we would say. Maybe, maybe we should say it's 50 shades of gray. But I think... 
think I think it's mostly it's a case of well, I'm coming in, I'm having a massage with hand relief. Um, I don't think it's really cheating. Um, as long as I don't have penetrative sex. It's part of the massage. So that's kind of the boundary and, of some and, kind and, of penetration. And and I think that if you had to probably speak to their wives and girlfriends, I've had some interesting answers on that front as well. A couple have said to me, you know what? I would rather for him to go to a studio like that. He spends half an hour a week there. He has a massage with a happy ending. I can have the night off instead of him running off with his secretary. That has been the view mm. of some. The majority, I think, especially in South Africa, unfortunately, would say that yes, it's cheating and mm. it's disgusting mm. and it's awful and okay. so what? It's th- shocking and it's scandalous. Mm. <laughs> what would the difference be between your studio and a brothel? I suppose one could argue it's terminology. Okay, I'm just curious. And 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 I suppose you could argue that it's different levels. Um, one one possible definition would would perhaps be that a brothel involves penetrative mm. sex. Um, and if people are kind of doing whatever behind closed doors there, that is also a possibility. Well, you know, that is extremely difficult to control. You yeah. must also consider other things where we may have staff who only do massage with hand relief on the premises, mm. but I cannot control what they do off the premises. Mm. If they run for the client and they book a private session, there is nothing I can do about that. Mm. Well, how long do women stay doing this work? Is it like quick turnover? You know, it again, it depends. I mean, I've had some wonderful ladies working for me who have worked for me for at least a decade. Um, unfortunately, the majority of the girls are extremely difficult to Manage And you do get quite a high turnover The diamonds will stay on Because they know that they're making money Sometimes once they reach their goal I mean I had one lady One wonderful young lady years ago Who worked for me for about three years She is still an absolute legend We're not going to mention her name But when she worked She was worshipped the clients came bearing gifts. She made a lot of money because she was classy. She was professional and she could read their minds. She could get inside their head. And this is what these girls don't understand. If you can get inside a client's head, their, not their little head, their normal, their brain, their mind, that's when you've actually got it made. If you can flip that switch, then believe me, the world's your oyster. So during the massage, are generally are the women clothed? Are they nude? Is there a negotiation about that? Um, part of the treatment is a full body massage. The lady will can, may start the massage off in sexy lingerie. Again, the client is given an option. Um, some of the clients like it if you take off your clothes immediately. Some of the clients like a slow tease, a strip. Um, I've had young ladies working for me that have worked at places where they've done exotic dancing, shall we call it. And then that's actually a bonus because sometimes the client likes a lap dance or a strip show before mm. his treatment. So yeah. if she's going to get undressed, does that cost more? Again, um, she may ask for a tip, but part of the treatment is the unclothing is 
part and parcel of the package. Mm. Okay. So in other words, they have to they have to take off their clothes. Yeah. Okay. And for them to be touched, external touching is again part of the package, and there shouldn't be any issue with that. Anything more than that, that is really between the lady mm. and the client. Because a lot of men in that situation really push those boundaries. Um, and I know a lot of men in that space are very disrespectful to women. Again, I think you get different categories. You know, we, we've got, I would say, a category of clients that really we can say are gentlemen. Yeah. We, we, I suppose you could say they are the boyfriend experience. Yeah. We definitely have some clients who are the boyfriend experience. And then, yes, you go to the other side of the spectrum where they are a problem. Although we've never had... Extreme problems um, with clients on the premises, but yes, sometimes we've had to contain them. You know, it's it's a lot of time, Jonty. It's about uh, also, you know, setting the rules. So because they know what's they're allowed and what's what's not allowed, it's easier for them to function in that scenario. Even for the for the men, because I found when there's mystery, or when there's you know some kind of mischief or misunderstanding, even then you, they might try to go for it. You know, try to make a move which is inappropriate. But maybe when they are explained whether they've expected what is allowed, maybe there's a space that can be a safe space. You know, I'm sure that because he knows what is expected of him. You know, there's less misunderstandings. I would like I th- to believe that. I think that. also what it depends on is, is, is on the relationship that you develop yeah. with your client. But first time is first time. First time is first time, absolutely. That's Look, some hunk, some hunk can walk in and he's smoking hot. And then I'm sure the girls will fall like dominoes. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But look, unfortunately, if Danny, div- well, let's say somebody who's vertically challenged and doesn't look great and, you know, uh, it's, it's difficult. Mm. Sometimes it's difficult. And, and look, we never force anyone to go through with a client. If they don't want to do the booking, they don't have to do the booking. No one is ever forced to do anything. Mm. What's the, the spectrum <clears throat> that people will pay? You don't have to be exact, but give, give us some idea of, a top fee, for example. For the diamonds. Yeah. For the diamonds. Okay. Well, let's put it this way. Our, our standard booking of, let's say, an hour's massage is 550 mm. which is extremely reasonable. So that's a massage and… A massage with a happy and a ending. Relief. And a little bit of pampering. And mm. then the ladies, a lot of them do a very special treatment called a body-to-body. Mm-hmm. I don't know if tomorrow you are familiar with that. Yeah. Well, on a, of course, I can imagine. Uh, we, when John T. taught me, it was obviously much more in, from the tantra and the healing teaching. So… Of course, there is a body-to-body gliding and absolutely yeah. look at and a lot of the clients like that. Um, so the body-body body-to-body is generally expected as as part of the massage. So treatment. it's not just hands touching body. Mm. Uh, no, not at all. Okay, not at all. And again, you know, I mean, as I said, the creative ladies will do the whole thing with the sexy lingerie and maybe a little blindfold. And I mean, we've had one or two girls who do light S and M and that, and that's also quite attractive to some of the clients. Okay. And what they also enjoy is that all our rooms have large mirrors. Yeah. So you can be a voyeur mm-hmm. while you are enjoying your treatment. So the mirror stuff is always interesting. Always we love it. And of course, you know, the subtle lighting. Mm. There's a club in Cape Town that you've never been to. No, so not one yet. day we might get there. Please do. But all four walls and the ceiling are mirrored. 
It's a huge so turn on to see yourself. Everywhere you look, you get different angles, and, and it's just this endless image of Amazing. whatever you're doing. And, and look, obviously, cool. obviously, what is also very important in the rooms is the lighting. It's the fantasy, Sabrina. You talked about in the beginning. You said how important mm. that's what you actually bring to sex when we chat about so it. So the whole thing is just this fantasy experience. Look, I think it's exciting for the client, you know, sort of driving through the little mm. gate. You park, you walk in, and there goes the little bell, and the girls emerge. Very and then you choose and now, wow, it's somebody new. Because we, we also get that a certain category of client, and sometimes you have to be rather patient with them, who always want somebody new. Mm. They will never go with the same person again. It's always a case of who is new, who's available. <clears throat> so they'll choose someone new. And then it's the whole mystery and the excitement and the girl takes you by the hand and leads you to the room and puts you in the shower and washes your back. And now, you know, it's, it's again uncharted territory. So that is the excitement. And then of course the other side of the coin is the clients who actually like ladies that they've been with before because they know what they're getting. And average age of women who work in the industry, like is there a, is, is it a big range? It is quite a big range. And, and I'll be honest, the Top ladies that have worked for me have generally been in their thirties mm-hmm. to forties. Thirties to forties, and I find them the easiest to work with. With all due respect, the young girls are an a nightmare, a problem. What makes them a nightmare? Jonty, ah, uh, how much time have you got? <laughs> got time. What makes you know? Them a we've nightmare? had anything and everything from unemployed boyfriends. Um, sometimes. Drugs issues? Drugs issues. We search the ladies continuously. Continuously. We have a rule that there are no drugs on the premises. Of course, what they do around the corner, I cannot control. Um, we've had incidents where the family's been so down and out. I've had all the members of the family coming to drop the lady off for her shift. Sure. Um, I've had girls that have been homeless. You know, we've allowed them to stay on the premises. I've had girls who've lived out of a suitcase for the last three months. So a lot of girls come to this out of real desperation. Out of real desperation, but also because they don't really want to actually get any further. Um, they, this is what they know. This is what they're comfortable with. And unfortunately, the problem is that yes, one day you can make 5,000 rand on, in a shift. You might get a wonderful client who comes in and leaves you a big fat tip at reception. And this is often a problem because then they disappear again for five days. And then they come back. I mean, we've had so many girls who've run off with clients. We've run off with sugar daddies. We've run off with clients. And then, of course, the beautiful fairy tale ends. And I'll get the little voice on the side of the phone. Oh, please, can I come back? I'm so sorry. I'll really behave this time. Hmm. And, you know, you unfortunately in this game, it's difficult to find the right stuff. So if there were a diamond before or even if there were a, a demi-diamond, you generally forgive and you take them back. In the end of the day, it's about the business. Mm. It is about the business. Absolutely. Mm. How many men do you think share this stuff with their wives? I think very few do. Mm. Very few do. And I think generally it's taboo. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think the I th- impact of that on relationships is enormous. I think, I think generally there's a terrible guilt surrounding the whole scenario. And they have to do it secretly. I mean, we have clients who save our telephone number under hardware store. Or, or stationary, or, 
um, you know, there are all sorts of code names. I know they were the one group that used to come in and they were the, um, the mojos. And the mojos used to say, honey, I'm home. And that was, that was their code word to their friends. You know, we are going through to, the studio tonight for a massage. So do men kind of come with their buddies? They sh- kind of share the experience? It Again, it's a mix. And we do find quite a few bring clients in for business reasons. Mm-hmm. It's actually a wonderful environment to do business in. We get the lone wolves who fly solo. So you get generally, again, a couple of categories. You get the lone wolf. You get the extreme lone wolf who doesn't want to be seen. We used to have a certain politician who would phone when he was en route from the airport, drive in, park right, right down at the bottom, would never want to be seen. He would go straight to the room, and we would very obligingly send the ladies directly to the room to do an introduction. He would send the money with the lady and then drive out. And then, of course, we get the clients who really don't care, who come in, have a great time at the bar, Um uh, they are the regulars. They really don't have issues. But look, the majority still regard it as a transgression, I suppose, could be a word. Mm. I suppose they have to go to confession afterwards if, they, if they're if ca- good Catholic boys. But it's, uh, there's I a whole mea, mea culpa, mea culpa yeah. thing about it, definitely. Ugh, we, we people with needs. I know there are women and men that are listening to us, and I'm sure – Going, and I know even looking at John T, I know that he always chooses the truth and the path of actually just facing. If you can face your problems, if you can be honest, I know I can see her. You know, John T is on the other end, he sits with people that come to the clinic, you know, and want to have more, more. And I'm thinking of the majority of the 99% basically that don't go to John T. And they go to the parlors and they're dealing with guilt. So, of course, the first thing that people are listening and saying, oh, you know, they should fix their marriage. But actually, when you get to think about that experience, it actually can be a beautiful experience. It can be. It can be. It's not about, you know, when we're talking to Galen and it comes up so much, especially in my work. And at the moment, so many people battling with this issue of sexual authenticity. And I think a lot of people who are in this space are not in their sexual authenticity. I came across an interesting expression um, along the lines of that a lot of people keep their sexual soul buried deep. Yeah, they do. And it's incredibly destructive, self-destructive, destructive to relationships. Um, and I've seen this and I've seen it so up close and personal of the impact that some of this has had um, simply by people not being authentic and not sharing it. And I think on a, on a deeper scale that a lot of, of people, men and women, but in this instance definitely more so men, are looking for something that they are not conscious of. They don't always know what it is that they're looking for. Um, like if they're there for intimacy, it's not a real intimacy. But I think I think some of them like that intim- intimacy because um, they can escape from it any time. So, but then it's not a real intimacy because I was thinking but about. Do, but I don't think they want real intimacy. Yeah. No, I get that. They want that 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 semblance. Mm. They want that illusion of intimacy. Because mm. I was thinking about this last night, <clears throat> and something I'm um, actually it really struck me. One of the most important qualities of intimacy is honesty. How honest you are when you're being really intimate. It really, it struck me and it just, 
Oh, it was really emotional. It took me to this place of in that intimacy, how honest I am. It and felt it, so deep. Yeah, it really struck me. But, but I think this isn't a space of, of that kind of honesty. Look, look, I think also very often that sort of intimacy goes hand in hand with trust. I mean, I, I, I think if you ask most people, you can generally not be intimate with somebody unless you trust them. I think there has to be a certain degree of that. And mm. trust comes with proof or honesty. So and you can't that, do that just sort of, you know. Yeah. By flipping a switch no. within no, 30 minutes, 30 minutes of a blissful blitz. No, you can't. You cannot at just all. be intimate. You, can't at all. you know, you, you could maybe be coming to see a certain masseuse hmm. for two years and then you've built up this whole intimacy. And hmm. yes, some of our clients have been coming to do that. Hmm. But I mean, I can't, you know, it's the same as if you're going to a bar, you meet some guy and what, an hour later you must be intimate and no, that's, have, it's, it's impossible. It's serving a different that. purpose. Yeah, it does. And yeah. I get that. Um, it, yeah, I but think you know, it's just I a space that I also thought about yesterday, by the way. Of, hmm. I thought about the honesty because hmm. it, it never ends, the levels of honesty. It starts with maybe just even being genuine with yourself hmm. and then with your partner or not. And then even when you're with your partner, how many times are you together and thinking about somebody else? Hmm. How many times are you together and just thinking of work or getting off of thinking of a porn movie you've seen? So, you know, it's not like that's why, you know, in this space, Sabrina, we're trying to be the less presumptuous or maybe right righteous because here we understand that people are complex and we don't judge people's actions we try to understand a little bit better and you know massage studios are a very very no, well known not, thing it's uh, it's not and it's it's something very well established in society yeah people are going to do what they're going to do yeah and, anyway and from our point of view between you and i and the stuff we have done i think we would be the last people to Put a judgment out there That's for sure On that The whole thing is Just more about Being more authentic And being more honest That's all And for people to be Especially I think In their relationships More honest about Who they are What they enjoy And how to get it But, but I think a lot of that Has to do to with it. Communication problems hmm. And I don't want to pin The tag on men But Generally, if you do a survey, women will say to you, oh, he's a bad communicator. Men are notorious in respect of that. And I think, I think women to a certain degree as well, but I think women generally are able to perhaps talk about it. Well, women more. can talk generally more about feelings. Men? And women will be happier to be, I think, emotionally more honest. In conversation than men But they go be. freak out You know Then no. comes the I want to be honest with you And tell you but, Women will attend the judgment comes Yes with the that. judgment yeah. comes You see That's the problem Women mm. will They have a, a better threshold Let's call so it the, but, but the reaction So the consequence Or perceived consequence Is often greater than The actual action Mm. And that's a huge one in, in You've ruined in the family You know If a man will come and yeah. say I, I'm going to establishment I'm going Absolutely. to Absolutely yeah, yeah you've ruined my life You've ruined our yeah. religion I can't look at you You know There's zero tolerance as well Which is something And, that, and, and can I tell you also the, your, the, the zero tolerance Also comes in In respect of Running a business like that I mean I generally Unless I I am with a close circle of friends. Don't tell anyone that I happen to be a madam who is running a certain establishment. Well, looking at it, you, you know, it's not like it says on your head. You look like a gorgeous, sexy, beautiful woman. It, tomorrow, going, you say the nicest thing. Well, I keep on looking at you and I can't stop the admiring. You look so I, fancy and beautiful and divine, you know, and you're like any other businesswoman. 
You know, it, we don't know which establishment you have. It just looked like a businesswoman. Well, well I, I thank you for that beautiful compliment. It's and true. I, I'm glad to hear that I've created that Did impression. anybody ever doubt that before if they didn't know? Again, I think especially in our South African society, it is such a stigma to when? run a place like that. I mean, I've had comments, yeah, but you know, how could you have ever stooped so low and opened up a place like this and you know what does your family think of it and and what do your friends think of it and and we actually think this is disgusting look that's been one extreme and look i have come across people um who've said to me you know I'm very open-minded. I think this is great. You're running a business. I see you as a businesswoman and more power to you. But that, again, is in the minority. How many people do you have working for you? You know, because they are such unreliable little butterflies, it can fluctuate from 35 to 50 girls. Wow, but that's a lot. But the majority, right? again, are very unreliable. So, I mean, we can have anything from 15 to 20 ladies on a shift. But um, it, again, depends on the frequency. How often do they work? How often are they prepared to come to work? There are ladies who maybe attend work only once a week. Now, remember, they are not employed by us. They make their own hours and they choose their own shifts. So do some of the girls have, like, another full-time job and this is like a fill-in thing? The, those are actually, strangely enough, the more reliable ladies. The ladies who have a daytime job, um, or, or students Or children I've never Because they have responsibilities Yeah so, Because they have responsibilities I've never really had a major problem a The students Jonty, sorry A friend of mine used to work for you She Obviously we never I never knew you before But she had to cover a bond Or a debt And she did it I'm sure she, she Was she one of the diamonds? I don't know <laughs> But she was lovely And she said I did it Because I needed to do Absolutely. it And I respected that job And I did it And I'm actually I'm very chuffed with myself mm. I made the money quite quickly and well, then, then she must mistake. have been, she sounds like a diamond. Yeah, she was. She's are, very, are, you, are you sure she doesn't want to come back? No. <laughs> her husband and her are making lots of money. Oh, good for but her. It, but her husband knew exactly what she's doing. She was doing the she massages. she was doing this while she was married. Yes. Her mm-hmm. husband knew about it. She was doing massages with, uh, you know, she never took it home. Right. And she was, she mm-hmm. told me it was, it was something I needed to do and I did it and I'm, 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 I'm proud of myself, which I was very, I didn't know much about it because I had such an issue with myself. I couldn't know. It, it, it actually interfered with my self judgment and my self esteem. I actually thought if I'm going to do something like that in my massages, if it's somebody I think he deserves the service, I actually could never deal with. It. And then I turned, you know, to, to learn from John D and became mm. a healing space. So mm. it became something mm. a bit different. And that's why in the end of the day, it's a little bit different because a healing space, it's something that, you know, it doesn't just to get people off, which is wonderful and it's important, but the healing space is mm. to actually have something a little bit different, which both of them can, ha- can bring healing. Don't make, get me wrong. I'm not, mm. I'm not mm. here to, to, you know, to, to make, um, an observation. This is better or worse, but she was so happy. Just to say, okay, well, she says, it's not something I went to tell anybody. Nobody knew. She actually met twice people that she knew, mm. the customers. But, you know, it was a giggle and, uh, okay, I won't be your therapist. And that's on. That's mm. it. And she was not even ashamed telling me that. And look, unfortunately, again, there's such a stigma attached to it. I mean, very often when the ladies have photographs taken and they go into the Internet, they do not show their faces. Um, I have a, a small group of the brave ones. 
they don't mind showing face. But I mean, we've had such issues and dramas and ex-boyfriends wanting to storm the place with guns because their ex-girlfriend, you know, was posing on the internet and things like that. And, and there's always the threat and, you know, yes, and you will never see your child again, which is absolutely ridiculous. The student side of things. Yes, um, let's go back to that. Yeah. Varsity students. You know, I really wish I could get more. Mm-hmm. It's because? I, because generally they are the responsible ones. They okay. are intelligent. They are diligent. And this is why they, they're studying and using they are it to focused. Their they are focused. As I said, one young lady that, that I had a couple of years ago would come and work maybe twice a week, but she was booked back to back. She was so classy. She was so cultured. She always looked like a million bucks. She made her money and she left. And that was the end of it. Mm. She did not give me a headache for a second. I really wish I could actually find more ladies in that category. Interesting from our research, Jonti, uh, when we did shows about students and about uh, sex work or just even massage um, establishments and studios. Interesting enough, uh, Britain has most of its... um, Industries, students. Mm. That's how they fund their school. And uh, why not? Absolutely. Good-looking girls in Israel. I know from my background, I know a lot of women that are actually coming from. Well, they have a um, Russian background because they are very fully aware of their power of how they look. Oh, absolutely! And they go there and they know how to do it as pros. They don't get attached. The Natashas. The Natashas. Well, I would love some Natashas. Maybe you can send (laughs) some in my direction. It sounds horrible. (laughs) It sounds like we're actually, you know, we're dealing with like I don't know. Trading, but it's not true. They're no, but but you see, these these girls are then also businesswomen because they know what they want. They know what they want, and you must also remember in this industry there's an expiry date. You cannot do this forever. You either cannot do it forever because you will eventually get to a certain age where no one wants to book you, with all due respect. Although I've had ladies, wonderful girls, working for me into their mid forties who were very very popular. Mm. Um, and also sometimes, um, unless you are creative, innovative, and very professional, you will become stale to the clients. Yeah, you know, and there's, there is, and you have to work on that creativity. And a lot of the girls don't understand that. And they will then blame us as the owners of the establishment. Oh, you know, why am I not getting bookings? Why is it so quiet? Where are the clients? That sort of thing. They need to make sure they're up there again first. We can only take it so far. When there's recessionary times, does that impact on the business? Does it make Unfortunately, no difference? Unfortunately, no, it does. It does. It so does. It's not we like have people will always dream. Christmas, no. Christmas is yeah. time with family, Easter. Mm. Look, and, and, and unfortunately, the quietest time for us is Ramadan. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. The attitude. But this is in, in, in South Africa. Yeah. Maybe somewhere else it's uh, Ramadan. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. we, we fly the flag half mast. The attitude of <laughs> the girls towards men, how does that change from the work that they do? You know, again, I think it's very difficult to tell and, and, and very difficult to sort of analyze. And I think it also depends on what sort of background the girl comes from. Um, I don't want to sort of paint everybody with the same brush, but I think in this sort of industry, if you really have to be honest about it, you could argue that quite a few of the girls are damaged in some way. You know, some After of After working for years or before? No, before. Okay. Before they will enter this industry for a reason. Mm. They may have had a, 
a disastrous relationship. They may have been abused as a child. I mean, that's an extreme. They may have father issues. They may have, there will be some, they have to have a certain mind frame to enter this industry. I would actually argue that it's not everybody's cup of tea. And, and there is a certain caliber of girl who is prepared to do this sort of work. I, I don't know what your comments are on that. Um. I think across the board as a generalization, um, a lot of women who come to this are hurt and damaged in some way. Look, I think it is, it is fairly rare for a girl from a perfectly balanced, happy background to work in this industry. And I don't think women work, walk away from this whenever they do in whatever way unscathed. I think often that the attitude toward men that they walk away with is very, very damaged, very um, disparaging. I think it causes a lot of dislike, even hatred, mistrust of men. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I have, when you actually do a comparison, I can honestly say we have come across clients in our industry who've been absolutely wonderful. You know, you can phone them at in the middle of the night. They will come out. They've helped staff. They have helped us. Um, if I compare them to the sort of normal, regular guy who's outside this industry who says, oh, I will never go to a place like mm-hmm. this. I will never pay for it. I have come across some really dirty pieces of work. Um What's been interesting actually also in this industry that very often you build up business relationships. We've had clients that have supplied us. Well, we have a client who's supplying us with gas. We've had clients who have offered us their services, whether it's tree felling, anything from tree felling to building work to, to car mechanics. And you really do build up almost a neighborly relationship in respect of that. I see that and I hear it because, you know, I see it in the fantasy, in the fantasy clubs that we are associated with or. It's it's like a barter system. Yeah, it doesn't matter. When you have good clients, you have good clients which appreciate your service. What I'm worried or I'm, I'm saying it maybe from my emotional perspective, when I had this moment that I was really doubting myself if I'm going to be anything in this life, if I can really find my place, that was the place that I thought, you know what? I'll go maybe that route because maybe for a while, you know, it was, it crossed my mind. I'm very honest. I'm brutally honest. I'm brutally honest with myself because I think people should be more honest with themselves. And, and I'm a person that, you know, this came from self esteem and self love. I'm thinking about that place might, might actually, a lot of girls might come from that place. A lot of, maybe a lot of girls can think I, I might not be ever something better than that. As you said, this is the dead, this is the, the highest that I can get to. Or some of them could be on path to, well, I can be something better than that. Exactly. But then I just I'm just going to take a happen. stepping stone. Correct. It's a That's stepping, true. it's a stepping stone. Yeah. This is exactly what we actually say. To the girls that come for interviews, we say, we don't have to do this forever. Don't make this your career. Exactly. That's what you do should not. Hope. That's when they make a mistake. If they make this a career, in an ideal world, Sabrina, in an ideal world, I would like to think that sensual intimacy or even part-time intimacy or even fake intimacy services could have been a part of our culture. You know, if you look at any kind of important era of the humankind, there was some kind of beautiful hospitality or any kind of mentality of a culture around sex, around intimacy, around, you know, making, like if you look at the Japanese geishas, okay? I mean, that is an art. It is. So that is an absolute art. I wish art. it could go there and to be more and, accepted. And, and 
I would actually love to develop that to a different level. Mm. Where if, can if, people find you at Sexpo? We have to interrupt just because of time. Are, what's we, your are stand? we out of time? Yeah, what's, you can't believe it. What's the your stand at Sexpo? Okay, well, are we going to, okay, first of all, I'm going to tell you that our lady is going to be looking absolutely fabulous in like you, beautiful help. corsets, sexy little fishnet stockings oh. and tutu skirts. And you can find us at a stand called Elysium Spa, which in Greek mythology means the place of ideal happiness. Wonderful. Thank and you the, so much for sharing with us. Janti, what are you going to do in Sexpo? <laughs> so now people are <laughs> rushing already into the, the halls, and what, what are they going to do there? Ah, theater of the Erotic, the talks, the workshops, the DVDs. Okay, it's okay, so, no, no, it's so important. Guys, you want to learn about intimacy. You want to learn about how to really so be good So what we're using the theater of this year for quite a lot is some yeah? mini workshops. Cool. Going to do some... Uh, of the sensual bondage demos and teach people some stuff. You're going to watch some amazing squirting. Wow, that's real. like well, some mm-hmm. real people. John, John, you know there are water pleasure. restrictions at the moment. I hope you well, realize that. <laughs> doesn't concern people with fetishes us. can come and consume. <laughs> but it's cool. Yeah. Theater of Theater of the Erotic. Of the erotic. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing with us. Sabrina, it was and a pleasure. For your Thank honesty. you. Thank you so much for, for inviting me. And perhaps I may be invited back in the future. Oh, it would be an honor. And and just a little postscript. Any young ladies who are looking to make beautiful <laughs> money and who are looking to get involved in high earning potential, please come and see me. First, we are talking about additions to uh, sex talk yeah, here, yeah, and then we can give you the rest. Right, wonderful. So, thank you. We wish you all so much pleasure. <laughs> Enjoy. Cliffcentral.com.